Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the battle over memorials expands as statues of Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, and Andrew Jackson are targeted. Have you been following these stories? Yes, and I would also throw in Ulysses S. Grant, the leader of the Union Army. I'm surprised at that. I want to hear more about that. I I just want to kind of give you my opinions on those three. And generally speaking, I would say for some stuff that's actual real history, slavery is thousands and thousands of years old. Most of human civilization is marked by slavery rather than not slavery. Thank God it's over. Ideologies and technologies had contributed to that great transition and thank god for everyone that it's over the history itself is important for many reasons including understanding it so that it is not repeated understanding how change happens understanding the ideologies that have to change how they change what what makes the morality of a new ideology acceptable or tolerable And I think that all those people kind of fold into that. I think the most important thing is that if you really erase history, which is what they seem to want to do, which is what they wanted to do 100 years ago in what the Carnegie Foundation, from what I understand, Carnegie Endowment wanted to shift American history from a story of success and individuality to guilt and collect and move it towards collectivism as they shook off everything from the past. So it's very intentional to shake off the past to come with a big, big change. And I think what's happening right now is a really big change. When I saw the World Economic Forum call for the Great Reset, the International Monetary Fund call for the Great Transformation, and Kissinger come out with the world order after COVID, plus folding in the terrible upheaval that I think was intentionally lit lit as a spark from the top on the uh, race issue coming to a head. And, uh, and the, what I, what looks to me like with all the stimulus and money printing and um, inflating a bond bubble, the actual fed chairman said he's inflating, he's afraid that he's inflating a bond bubble, but he's not going to stop. I mean, I wonder if that too is going to be a real true financial collapse and that this whole thing is coming together really to transform the entire world at once. And I do still want to tell you what I think of those three guys. That's my big picture, though. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of similar big picture (laughs) stuff. I want to read something to you from Propaganda Formation of Men's Attitudes. One does not destroy symbols of authority in order to substitute an attitude of independence. One replaces them with new symbols of authority. Wow, that completely nailed what I was thinking. And now that you mention it, you've floated that concept before. But I what I was thinking was 
I don't like symbols. I don't like flags. I don't like statues. I don't like idolizing politicians from the past. Every freeway, every convention center in New York was named after some really liberal, corrupt politician. I just remember growing up and we wanted to puke. Like, I don't want to go to that thing because it's named after that guy. And Andrew Cuomo just renamed the Tappan Sea Bridge after his father. And we didn't like him. Why should we have that? So they don't. I knew right now it's like, okay, tear it all down. That's totally fine with me. If you're really just tearing down the power of symbols to create authoritarianism, but they're not. They're going to replace it with something, and by replacing it with something, they're going to rewrite the lessons we're supposed to gain instead of showing as close to the real truth, even as you have revisionist history, which is kind of a libertarian thing to go back and say what really happened. Once you expose, and I can tell you about Teddy Roosevelt, Andrew Jackson, and Thomas Jefferson, once you expose the truth and the complexity of those figures, those statues can have a richer meaning that is no longer just that knee-jerk libertarianism that a new one you're just learning has. Absolutely. That's the problem with symbols and statues and monuments as they are, is they simplify into stereotypes and they get rid of the nuance when there is a lot of color there. There's a lot of complexity, as you said. I've talked before about General Lee. You could reframe the context of that and make him out to be he was on the wrong side of things. Then he learned his lesson, changed his mind and said, I'm going to work with the union to repair the country. You could say this is an example of how you do the right thing after doing the wrong thing and embracing the complexity, but people don't want to do that right now. And here's the thing. Every single solitary person, if your symbol is a person, every single person is deeply flawed yeah. and can be judged harshly at the deepest level. Even Martin Luther King, they say stuff about him. Maybe they're just personal foibles. They say the same kind of stuff about Thomas Jefferson. He was a slave owner. His common law wife was a slave. So is that more racist or less racist? I don't know. But that is not what's important about him. Those those guys, the union guys, if you dig in, they recognized the immorality of slavery. They recognized how slavery, which they basically inherited and lived with, I agree with that, that it was not right. Whereas if you look at the foundational stuff for the Confederacy, they say it is inherently right and they break with the union based on that. So the union wanted to get rid of it, had an ideology that rejected it and had to oversee the change. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying if you're going to understand it, don't erase that lesson. Don't erase that complexity because it is the complexity of transition. And, uh, I want to say about the other two, Andrew Jackson, uh, I read that he was a slave owner. I know that he was killed a lot of Indians, not a fan of that stuff for sure. But if there was ever a president who had one thing to redeem him, Andrew Jackson has that he ended the second central bank debt went down to zero under him. And that is the downfall of our country. And he nearly paid for that with his life. When I heard he did that, I investigated specifically to see if he had ever had an assassination attempt against him. And I found what I was looking for. He had, he blamed it on the bankers. And there's evidence to suggest that that is true. Carried a pistol with him for the rest of his life. They tried to get the VP also. There's a big expose. I forget the guy's name of the guy who tried to bring him down because of that. And he works for the bankers. But Teddy Roosevelt is the worst. 
And I'm not saying to take the statue down unless it offends people because the statue has an American Indian or Native American and a black man next to him. If that offends people viscerally, I actually do think it's I don't have a problem with taking it down. But I always hated that Teddy Roosevelt was idolized, lionized by people on the right as if he was a small government guy, whatever. He was a warmonger. He was from, I, I mean, I, I'm not just pulling off headlines, but I seem to recall he was absolutely racist, certainly thought of or white supremacist. And not everybody is, but I think he for sure was. But the worst thing he did, it, he marked what he did was the turning point, the beginning of the end for the American experiment, full stop. He was a third party spoiler that ensured the election of Woodrow Wilson, who would never, ever have become president. And the reason they wanted him to be president was because he was such a puppet. He could and such an egomaniac that he could not have outsmarted them. And with him came the Fed, the FBI, the Council of Foreign Relations got its start under him. His handler was Colonel House, who was the, a founding member of CFR and World War One, the true beginning of the end for uh, real liberalism, like classical liberalism, over because of World War One, And Teddy Roosevelt, very knowingly, he wasn't a victim of his time. He very knowingly knew that he was subverting the election process in this country. And it was our downfall. Yeah, I agree that I don't personally don't care if a statue is up or not. I do care what it is replaced with. If they're all replaced with Dolly Parton, as we talked about before, then I'd be, be fine great. with that. But I would love that. It's not just tearing down the person and replacing it with somebody else, because there's not a flawless individual who's ever lived throughout history, unless you're talking about Jesus, if you're a Christian or whatever religion you might believe in. But I think Jesus is the only one anyone does claim to be flawless. Yeah. I think other religions don't quite have that same... Yeah, and I'm not even going to go into the story about they're talking about taking down the Jesus statues that are implied that Jesus is white. There were stories about that. I didn't dive into them because I know it's more race baiting that's going on. But they're taking down Ulysses S. Grant's statue. He was the leader of the Union Army against the Confederate. He helped defeat Why? the Confederate, and they're taking him down because his wife's family owned a slave. I believe that's the reason why. And they're changing history. They're rewriting history with a lot of this tearing down of statues and tearing down of monuments. They're not going to tell those stories anymore. You look at the curriculum, the curriculum will change in the public education. You look at the Hollywood TV shows and movies coming out. The history that we see in those, those type of dramatic historical movies will change. You look at books. We're even seeing movies and books start to get removed from Amazon or start to get context added to them on HBO or whatever platforms are. And I know Gone with the Wind that happened to then it's going to be the internet. Then you change the internet, what information you can find there. We've seen that. And now we're starting to see these popular figures, which are symbols in and of themselves of our popular culture, being canceled or taken down in a similar way as some of these statues. Jimmy Kimmel, Mel Gibson torn down again for the second time today. A lot of tearing down of culture and history going on across the country. I would like to reiterate that why you want to understand history is that it is complex. It is complex. If you want to tear it down and rebuild, you need to understand what it was that got people that that's why when people oversimplify Hitler and Germany and when we were talking the other day, like, oh, they had so much anti-Semitism, they had the least, supposedly, according to my Jewish friend who's still in Germany, 
they had the lease. So get your mind around that. Like that's important to understand that it's really the power of propaganda and outside of context without your own knowledge at how this stuff works. The propaganda is all powerful because it will substitute for history. I'm not saying these statues tell history, but I'm saying a lot of these statues have been already torn down in the mind of the people who look at them. Yeah. And they they represent something more complex than. Yeah. So to actually tear them down is that you're really tearing down more than just this idea that they represent that simple thing. I think they're going after the flag. And I would love to find out more about what your friend says about if the least amount of anti-Semitism was shortly after the war or before World War I or going way back in history of Germany. Jews had the most equality in Germany over all European countries. That was his, maybe not all, but he said they were progressive in that uh, Jews and Christians were both Germans first. And that was their thing that he said they were. He was, he was, uh, extremely you know his family was very elite going way 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 back in for hundreds of years in germany and austria which was not possible in some other countries yeah interesting so that's what he's saying and that's why but i I also think that it's not just statues that might be coming down i'm worried about something oh i am worried about something as well there's been a standoff essentially today and last night between police and protesters outside the white house Protesters were targeting the Andrew Jackson statue and police were trying to move them again. So there was fighting over that. There was videos released of protesters yelling at police officers. And what I'm worried about is if we're going to see some sort of attempt at storming the castle, like the French Revolution. And if that were to happen, it's not going to be good either way it goes. If it somebody actually were to get through and to do something, that's going to be a bad thing. If they were to actually do it, there's going to be Secret Service firing on them. There's going to be people getting shot, potentially people dying, and it's going to make it's going to fuel the fires even more. This is a really dangerous situation. And if you take that further, if you take the French Revolution or the Russian Revolution or Nixon or anything that you're seeing patterns emerge, it folds into my longstanding concern that the Secret Service in the past decade has been painted as, at least for a while there, and maybe this was just a threat against Obama, something to keep him aware, that they were painted as incompetent. And I really worry CNN put out an, a story last week. I think it was that Trump was had removed himself to a bunker. I don't know if that was debunked or held. But then I think further, my my feeling of what who Trump is, what he is, I feel he's a guy who's playing a role and he knows it. I doubt he wants to be president for four more years after this because he just his his whole persona that I've been kind of familiar with for decades is that he's going to want to to hold court and play golf and and whatnot. But he has become such a symbol that people hate that I I wonder if he will ever really be able to just step off the stage. And then uh, so maybe he'll be vulnerable even if he's not president. And then I look at these polls that say Biden is going to win by landslide written by the same people who said Hillary was going to win. So I, I'm really, I really don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. And, French Revolution, the leaders, they get taken down as well. I don't know if we're at that point, but it's starting to look... 
oh, the leaders of the revolution. Yes, there's always, this is true, the American Revolution, the Russian Revolution, the French Revolution. I noticed this. I never heard anybody else say it, but I'm sure many people have, that I think like within 10 years in every single case, the revolution was overthrown by a usurper. Yeah. So in the American Revolution, you only had the Articles of Confederation for 10 years. You probably don't even know the real first president of the United States. It wasn't George Washington. Yeah, I know. I can't remember his name. There's yeah, like Hansen. seven or eight of John them. John Hanson. Yeah, eight or 10. Yeah. Then, because it was 10 years. Then the French Revolution, they did the same thing. And in the Russian Revolution, they did the same thing. It was totally hijacked and overthrown. So you're right. The people who are doing the dirty work are not necessarily. And that goes to the BLM people who may really be true to that ideology. Yes, I'm going to tell you about what the BLM people said right after this. Hey, what's up, guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence, is right now. And Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Knights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT. That's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T, and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're going to love it. Okay, Neighbors also selling chicks. If you want to get some baby chicks, grab some baby chicks. And I, I wanted to just plug a couple of things. Can I do that? Yeah. All right. I did want to say, Daniel, who is a patron saint, said that... Uh, he just wants to thank us for all we do. And thank you for using your shout out for us, Daniel. That's great. And Thanks, Daniel. I, yeah. And I wanted to tell people just a little hint. Um, I'll get into the details later on in the week, but we're going to be out of town next week. I'm, we're going to go to this meetup open to a patron. So if you become a patron, you can, uh, find the invitation there. Patreon.com slash propaganda report. We are also going to have to take some time off of DNB. <clears throat> So we we will post, uh, we'll make up the time by posting podcasts that we're doing now. And then for patrons, we're going to have an early release of a propaganda report, which we haven't done for a while. It's, everybody loves it. We'll release it broadly eventually. But for a time we're away, that's going to be our gift to the patrons as well as the meetup. And finally, if you're not back east or you don't, uh, can't make it to the meetup, you're not a patron, I've been asked, it's quite an honor, to host one of the main stages at Freedom Fest this year. It's in Las Vegas. It's July 13th to 16th. It's like I'm humbled by the people who are going to be on this stage from Justin Amash, Rand Paul, Dr. Drew is opening my stage. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. I yeah, can't really awesome. even get my mind around It's a little nuts. But anyway, so, but if you're, it's all day, every day for three or four days straight. I will try to get interviews from there to feed to, um, you know, to play for DNB, which would be great. And if you want to go, I think it's going to be a great, great time. It's at Caesars, July 13th. Check it out, Freedom Fest. And 
Uh, the last thing I will say, one of the things I'm going to post next week, but I want, uh, if you want to listen to it now, this is MLGA for Make Liberty Great Again. This is MLGA.com, episode 50. I did that recently, got a lot of really great reviews on that. So if you want to go listen to that, that's fine. And uh, one of those guys wants me to correct the record on the boog, which I'll get to in a little while. But I want to hear this stuff about the the... What we were talking about before the break was that oftentimes the revolutionaries are displaced by the real hidden hand that got them started in the first place without even them knowing, I would say, in most cases. And even when I think about this, I'm like, this seems to me to be uh, orchestrated from above. And then I thought, man, so was the Russian Revolution. They say the same thing about the American Revolution and the French Revolution. And uh, this would be no different if that were the case. Yeah, people who think they're in the know and they know everything are not always in the know. They oftentimes get purged as well. But also the leader, the Trump and the Republican leaders of prominent Republican figures, they could be in a very precarious situation, you know, because they are targets. They are symbols that these groups are going after. Now, I don't think that the majority of America feels the way that we are seeing these protesters feel portrayed on television. I think that that is only seems like it's as widespread as it is as it is because the media is presenting it that way, but it could manifest reality if we're not careful. But the leader, one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter, her name is Patrice Culler. She is a co-founder of Black Lives Matter, and she was on a program where she was asked about the lack of ideological direction in the Black Lives Matters movement, and she responded by saying that they do have an ideological framework, that she and one of the other organizers are trained Marxists and are super versed in ideological theories. Trained Marxists. Right, and I absolutely I believe that. A lot of people are, are proud of that ideology. They see... <clears throat> capitalism as inevitably financial capitalism and cronyism. I get it. There's a lot of injustice. I attribute it to other things. And I think the levers of economy and humanity work differently. But nevertheless, I don't even if that is her ideology, I don't think she and her movement are destined to keep the top spot if they even if they are successful. Yes. And she also said she's a trained organizer and trained Marxist. I've left out the organizer part because that is what we're seeing. We're seeing Saul Alinsky type organizing going on. But I bet that most of the people in this movement would not consider themselves Marxist. It was tr- it's t- it's difficult to find the actual policy platform agenda ideology of this. You have to dig a little deeper. If you do movement for black lives, M number four, BL. You can see it touches on that a little bit. It's international. I talked about it a while back. Can I mention something about what you said? The words manifest reality. Yes. Can I say what I think is coming on that? Yeah. So I noticed this because Washington Post did an article that Printly made this made up this story of how bikers were going to go to the Seattle Autonomous Zone or Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone on 4th of July, and that's where all this stuff, I was talking about the boog and boogaloo, and then uh, I I noticed that more and more stories were coming up about drive-by shootings and crimes, and I noticed that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the AJC, which I get notifications from, I sign up for news and politics, it gives me a feed that comes across my phone. So I see it. And when I wake up in the morning, sometimes the whole thing is just AJC. Well, without my asking for it, they because now I moved out of Atlanta, I don't want this. They folded in crime. So every other 
picture, every other story is crime. So now you're getting heightened awareness of crime. Atlanta's half black, so it's definitely going to give you a visual of uh, racial prejudice, maybe. But I mean, there's white and black, but you just it's I think it's designed to make a psychological impact on you about fear, about uh needing the police in your mind, whatever. And that if it, even if it doesn't actually work on people that way, I think the, the it will be used as a as evidence of a narrative that will justify even if it is an astroturf clash on the 4th of July. They'll say, see, this was all happening. And you'll in your mind, remember that feed and say, oh, yeah, I can see how that would, uh, you know, idiots would get triggered by that. I just I feel like that's where that's where this is. That's where this is going. Yeah, everything plays that balance of race right now because that is the device they're using to push these Marxist ends. And if I asked people who I know who are participating in some of this stuff, are you a Marxist? They would probably say, what's a Marxist? People are being guided by people whose ends they do not understand or, or are not aware of. And I think all of these themes f- fold together in that 4th of July is very symbolic so they can pull all this stuff together as a as a real psychological crisis from whatever your perspective. And even if you're just afraid for your health, you're uh, afraid for your property, for your person. And at the same time, Georgia, that I think you mentioned last week, one of the houses, uh, the legislative houses passed overwhelmingly this idea that county police departments can be dissolved if the people want it. And then the power will kind of, I guess, upsource to the sheriffs. Who knows where it will go? I do not. I've had um, looked into the regional our regional police networks in Georgia, which one of which was responsible for baby boo boo getting a flashbang grenade in the face a couple of years ago for people in Georgia who remember that story. So I feel like they're heightening this sense of anxiety, the sense of anarchy and not in a good way of um, tension between people. And I think it's all kind of going to come up on the 4th of July. And yeah, I would it could like very well the thing lead to that. Do you want to go ahead? I, w- I want to read the, the clarification on the boog. Yeah, go for it. So I think there's obviously legitimate roots there. And I was kind of dismissing it as a as a like real astroturf thing. But. I, um, David, who was on the MLGA podcast I did the other day, he says the Boog movement, as far as I know, is about liberty for all. Most of them are ANCAPs. They went to the rallies for Floyd originally to protest police violence and be in support of the protesters. They provided water and medical attention when needed. They show up in full kit and armed as protection for themselves and others, protesters, private property, even police if they're being attacked. They are there to promote peace. No violence unless needed. When the riot, absolutely no violence unless needed. When the rioters moved in to start burning stuff, they moved to protect private businesses as much as possible. They are the perfect boogeymen, though. They are labeled white racist by the left and militia extremists by the right. Without addressing the bad actors, and there are, these are just people trying to promote liberty. The whole book thing started out as a meme just to be funny, but then bad actors started, um, uh, getting the movement labeled as bad. So most of them are trying to move away from that name. Yeah, and they are being framed as the bad guy in articles from Vox and Vice, places like that. They're probably being infiltrated. I mean, I'm everything sure. gets infiltrated. The militia movement gets infiltrated. I mean, everything gets infiltrated. The first time everything. I saw the term 
Boogaloo. And I don't know if this group was actually associated with it or not. I just know that the news was reporting it as they were. It was when there was that compound in Georgia where it seemed to be a little bit of FBI entrapment going on where they found the guys that were training, where they had suddenly just decided that they were going to go terrorize a hospital. They were going to go to that gun rally. Do what? Weren't they? Sorry, weren't they going to go to that gun rally? No, this is the one where they were allegedly going to go do something to a hospital because they did not like the Trump response to COVID-19. So even though they've been training for months for something else, they suddenly just said, let's go attack a hospital. And when you read the document, it totally looks like the FBI entrap someone who is not the brightest person but they were saying that this person and the other people training at some compound in georgia were associated with the boogaloo yeah yeah they they, i I don't know if it was floated out there i think memes get created as we know like okay symbol everything i don't know where it started i absolutely I'm sure David is right. I mean, these are people he knows, and it stands to reason these things don't get anywhere. Oh, I believe it. Somewhere. I'm just saying the smear <laughs> yeah. campaign has been ongoing yeah, yeah. is all. Yeah, I don't know. But I when, but the first time I ever saw that hashtag, I was like, stay away from that. Yeah. Not because I'm afraid of that or don't agree with a lot of the things that the people who were – but I just could tell that's just the kind of thing that will be hijacked if not is set up as a trap. Because, you know, when they show people in fatigues with guns, it just has an impression that can easily be used. I mean, I get it. Trust me. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. But it's just it's something that you're never going to win in the in the in within the system. Okay, do we have time to talk briefly about Bill Cosby? Oh, yeah, let's go. I I don't even think we're going over, but we could go over a little bit because I put so much. uh, Yeah, so much. So Cosby, the story yeah, dropped yeah, right yeah, before yeah. the show started. It made Just me think of you because yeah. you, you were all over yeah. this for a long time. Cosby mm-hmm. was granted an appeal by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in the sexual assault case. And they're going to be addressing two issues. I believe both of these you, you've been focused on. The two aspects of the case is the judge's decision to let prosecutors call five other accusers to testify about the long ago encounters with the once powerful comedian. And the second one, the court will examine Cosby's agree his argument that he had an agreement with a former prosecutor that he would never be charged in this case. And he said he relied on that agreement before agreeing to testify in the trial accuser civil lawsuit. Those are absolutely great items for them to focus on. I appreciate that. I wish they could open it up to more stuff. I would like two other things absolutely positively addressed. One is that he was denied the right to call a witness. This is straight out of the Constitution who had information was the reason the prosecutor did not prosecute him in the first place, that that woman was intentionally entering into a relationship with Cosby in order to blackmail him and get money, which she did. And then also that there was a statute of limitations issue that the judge did not address and deferred it to the jury, which he did not present to the jury. So that is a very serious issue. Very serious. The statute of limitations is there because you cannot defend yourself after a certain amount of time. Well, I have to give you a lot of props on that one because you have been consistently all over that story for years now. And we just did Sam Tripoli's show a few weeks ago where you talked about this very issue towards the end of that show. And yeah, I I tweeted this at 
you and Sam immediately this morning. I was like, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The article talks about the potential impact that this could have on the Me Too movement. First, just two things, and then I want to hear what that what you mean by that. One is, I'm pretty sure he'll have served the minimum of his sentence by then anyway. Three years is the minimum for him. So my guess is that he, even if it is overturned, he they will have gotten their pound of flesh, so to speak. And the, uh, what did you say? How this affect the Me Too movement? Oh, I liked what Tripoli named our episode. It was just a phrase I threw out there, but it's so meaningful. I have to rejuvenate my glossary for this. Sacrificial wolves, like Alex Jones and... Uh, Cosby, they take guys who are totally, uh, Harvey Weinstein, totally unsympathetic, and they have them sacrifice their constitutional rights because it is hot. It is really unpleasant to defend those people. People were attacking me for defending Lori Loughlin. People were saying she didn't have the right to defend herself because it wastes taxpayers' monies. I mean, oy vey. Yeah, it's bad. What Sacrificial wolves. Anyway, so what? what how is that going to impact the Me Too movement? How? Just says the appeal is going to test the scope of Me Too prosecutions. <laughs> Come on. It it's going to make it harder to... Pro- the- yeah, there's no standards for prosecution. <laughs> That's what it is. Is there, they've never the only one they've actually gotten? Cosby was before the Me Too movement. The only one they've really gotten is Weinstein, and there was a lot more accusers. And there, I haven't actually looked at the close oh, the details Weinstein of that thing case. Is just as bad, you know. So yeah, was, was there not as much evidence there either? Dating. Yeah, right. So Who continue to date him after the fact. It's gonna harm. It's gonna harm their ability to convict people without evidence. I guess is the suggestion here. <laughs> right. It's going to be to as this to be an exception for your constitutional rights. See, this is what people said about Guantanamo being a slippery slope. You start saying that there are some people who I thought Parkland, the Parkland shooter, was going to be in the forefront of losing rights. Maybe, you know, I haven't heard of him in a long time, so who knows? Maybe that's still coming. But they once you have an exception for who gets rights. Now, that is where I think the 14th Amendment is is correctly read that you anyone in this country gets rights. Yeah, everybody should have rights in the whole world, but everybody has rights against our government. Our government does not assert the possibility to allay someone's rights unless it's in the heat of war where you can't it's not because it's war it's that because war makes it impossible that's why war is an exception guantanamo is not an exception and that is the right i mean i agree with that that is such a challenging thing to say because when it's somebody like bill cosby people get so emotional about it we're not defending bill cosby as a moral person by any means we're not saying he's he's a moral person yeah he's a sleazeball but But the fact is and you pointed this out people were so afraid to even look at it he was he his rights were not granted to him my guess is if i spoke to him he would be super mean rude and insulting probably He'd probably like, start I do not think, quoting Louis Farrakhan to you. Yeah, or say gross things to me. I'm sure he would. He's probably I'm just a sleazy guy. I mean, it's, it's not like I think that he's a good guy. I just think that I would. I don't want my rights going away <clears throat> because exactly. he is unsympathetic. Couldn't agree with sacrificial you more. Sacrificial wolves, baby. Sacrificial wolves. And I'm going to talk about cats and dating and 
Wait, briefly. did we do Fauci? Did we talk about Fauci, the mask of oh, Fauci? The, I think we I briefly think talked about 15. it. We'll talk about that in Patreon 15 and a few few other things. What LAX is testing. Yeah. Interesting type of cameras. You guys can find your drive time news blast three weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time that we post a DNB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report to get access if you become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the patron 15.